What's up, everybody? What's going on? Another crazy pop-up. And I know I'm doing a lot of pop-ups that's not sports-related, entertainment-related. This is going to be another one, man. Um, I seriously think a lot of people in this world have some serious, serious issues. Um, Me included. You know, there's times when Mentally, I'm not all there, but I live in one of the highest gun, death, AIDS, you name it, locations in all of the United States and Washington, D.C. And at the time of recording this, A lot of kids are in their second, third day of going back to school. And already, within a 10 to 20 mile radius of where I lay my head, we have had gun incidents at more schools than on my hand, than fingers on my hand, excuse me. I really don't understand what's going on when people feel that they need a gun to defend themselves. Because in actuality, why do you need a gun to attack? Because in actuality, a gun is not used to defend. You can say it does. But when you're using a gun, what are you defending from? Another gun? So basically, you're two people defending each other. That makes no sense. You have to have someone on offense. But you're using some equipment that has no reason to be called defensive. Running is a defense mechanism. Hiding is a defense mechanism. Hell, if you Captain America, a shield is a defense mechanism. Aiming a gun at someone to put fear in them is not being defensive. Aiming a gun at someone because someone else is aiming a gun at you is not of is not defensive. You are trying to get an advantage. That's an offensive thing. Rarely do you hear someone say you have a defensive advantage. But I'm getting off topic. Listen, I grew up in a time where so many things were let go verbally, uh, emotionally, you name it. We use a lot of verbal terms and words when I was in high school, in junior high school, elementary school, that if you said it this day, you could go to jail. And yes, people have been locked up for for things like that. Also, whatever happened to metal detectives in school? What are giving these children free reign to bring guns to class? 
We are talking about school, a place of learning. Like you can bring me many examples to why a kid could possibly bring a gun to class. None of them will make sense. None. I went to Coolidge Senior High School in the late 90s, early 2000s. Every morning and every evening, I had to catch a bus on one of the roughest streets, especially where I live was a gang rival to that area. Did I own a gun? Nope. Did I even think about carrying a gun? Nope. So many things could have happened to me. And I've seen things just on the bus. Just on the bus, on the bus route. There's been times I've known about things and I've gone and taken the metro subway home instead of taking the bus. Because I knew how dangerous everything was going on. Rival gangs started getting hot. Things started getting spicy. There's no way I'm standing out alone by myself coming home from basketball practice. Coming home from track practice. Coming home from the yearbook. There's no way possible. I like to think that our country has gotten better than those times of me growing up in this world. Apparently, I have, it's not. But I think it's not because we're living in a generation of full of soft people. And I'm not talking homosexual, all that other stuff, so don't equate that to what I'm saying. When I'm saying you're soft, I'm saying that you don't know how to take something and brush it off. Literally, on a daily basis, I these are the words that I'll say when somebody's upset. I'm sorry that you feel that way. I apologize that I can't help you. And I and I I'm giving you blessings and hope you have a, a, a nice remainder of the day. I'm not going to continue to argue and fight with somebody. And then next thing I know, talk about bringing a gun. Are you are you kidding me? People are soft. This is a joke. This is truly a joke. Um, There's so many things in this world right now with COVID, with the monkeypox, with uh, a higher rate of uh, flu sickness. Um, you know, catching HIV is at a higher level. Um, you know, single parent homes, like there's so many things going around in this country alone that has caused so many negative thoughts. And now we have to add children bringing weapons to school. I fear. It's hard for me to say that I want kids now because I fear that they can't play in the street. I fear 
that they can't go to the playground. I fear that they can't have the type of community fun that I had growing up. Do you realize we used to have block parties? We used to have so many things going on at the recreation center. So many th- You don't see any of that anymore. Kids are being so sheltered right now. There's so many people that don't know the people in their neighborhood one block down. So we, we're not getting that community love right now, especially for our kids. Like, I'm going to see my godson this weekend for his birthday. And I asked the young lady, I asked his mom, well, how many kids are coming to his party? And she said, well, he doesn't have any friends. What? Thirteen. No friends? There's a there's such a thing as too sheltered. Now, we as parents, and this is why I say single family homes are not a strong representation for what a lot of kids are using. Um, and I and I hate to put this young lady's business out there. She doesn't listen to this podcast. She hates my guts, but she knows that I'm always there for my godson. Um, you you got to give your kids structure, man. And I see this, and I'm not, this is not her point of view specifically, but with so many young ladies that I've dated in the past that's moved along and, and gotten children and gotten families and things like that, your parents and your grandparents cannot raise your children. When I grew up, the term was the community. Let the community raise your children. I learned so much from my community that my mother doesn't realize that if I didn't know this, who knows how I would have turned out. And I, I remember asking this to my girls team last year during the school year. Um, it might have been after the second game we played in basketball, and I think we got beat pretty bad. And I looked at them because the, the team that played that we played, they basically just muscled us and beat us down. And I looked at them. The first thing I asked them in practice before they started running, I said, has any of you ever been bullied before? And they literally laughed at me like bullied. Like, why would I be bullied? And the reason I asked them that was it would let me know what type of environment they're they're living in. Because they had no clue what to do when someone got under their skin. And and I know that this year I'm coaching it completely differently and hopefully it works. But it matters. Like up until high school, I got bullied so much that every joke that people came to me about from that didn't know me. I was just like, yeah, yeah, that was all you got. Okay, whatever. I'm going to class. I'll let you later. And then to this day, we're, we're cool now. But if, if you're not getting that, if you're not doing what we call the dozens, going back and forth with each other, if you're not able to clown each other and know that it's a joke, know that it's not a serious threat, 
by the time you get to high school, you are so thin-skinned. The first words, you're ready to attack. You don't know how to combat talk. And it's just like another thing, like guys used to be back in the day, and we did this in our dorm room. Each floor had boxing gloves. If we had beef, there was an empty room. Close the door, handle it out, hug it out afterwards. The beef is done. Either it was too deep and you can't mend it, but you got your frustrations out throwing fists in a controlled environment. It was two guys with gloves and another guy to make sure it wasn't extreme, a neutral party. That's how it was. That's how guys settled their, their, their foes. We didn't think about going to purchase a gun and bringing it on campus. We didn't think about grabbing a knife to stab somebody in their sleep, stuff like that. No, we grown now. How are we going to handle this? Let's, let's, let's fight it out. Let's get that frustration out. And then let's be cool. Let's move on. Let's let's graduate. Let's let's become men. And I know campus security didn't know about this because somebody would have got suspended. But that's how we handled it in our dorm room. I can't imagine the things that we did when we was at St. Aug. Literally, we just brushed it off and kept it moving. Somebody would have brought a gun. Now. With that being said, I always say, with the gun laws the way they are, I don't care if you own a gun. I don't care. I got family members that own guns. I, I tell everybody, don't come up on me because you don't know if I have one, and I'll never say if I own a gun or not. Because if I do, the next thing you know, you're going to ask where it is so you can sneak up on me. So I'm telling you right now. But listen. The point of a gun is to be offensive, not defensive. Someone hurt you, you're grabbing a gun to take an offense. Someone comes on your block, starts capping, you sneak it up on them, you take an offense. You take it over. You play defense to steal the ball to gain offense. Ain't no playing defense with a gun. When you play sports, it's only one ball. Whoever controls the ball is on offense. If you're in a shootout, both people have the ball. Both people have a gun. You're both playing offense. That's how I think. I know people are listening to this and saying, that's stupid. You can be defensive and defend yourself with a gun. Whatever. I'm telling you how I think. I'm not trying to change your mind on what you think. But this is what makes me be a controlled human around guns. I got a friend of mine that can't wait to get her gun license. So I'm thinking to myself, why are you so hyped to get a gun license? Oh, I can't wait to go hunting. Why do you want to kill so bad? That's the mentality. That's what I'm talking about. You own a gun, your first thought process is to kill. But it's called hunting. That's killing. Yo, I got mine in the closet. 
let somebody walk up in here. Why are you thinking like that? You're thinking offensive. You want somebody to do something so you can do what you do. That's offensive. It's not defensive. Yo, I got this to protect my daughter. You're not with your daughter all the time. You only got your daughters on the weekend. So you're telling me five days out the week, 260 days out the year, you got the gun for you. 104 days, you got the gun for her, apparently. Which is a lie. But anyway, that's what I'm saying. I just want to say this. We have to get a better grasp on our community. Um, I think the gentrification is not helping. It's pushing a lot of our people out, and it's making us not be as thick-skinned. Um, I give you an example. I have a neighbor that just moved in. You know, first thing they did was walk around the neighborhood. They met a few of us. You know, we were all cordial. Everything's family. But there was a household, and I sat here and watched it, that wasn't happy with them moving in. You know what happened? They put the house back up for sale. They was afraid. Why are you afraid? That's, that's how justification works. The value of your home is based on the person who lives in it. Black people lived in it. They sold the house for 600, 600 grand. White people bought it. 600 grand. Was here for five months. Was fear for their life. Put it back on the market. 900,000. So continuously raising it is making sure that we are not being put back in the home. It was a black person for the longest the neighborhood I lived in was nothing but black people up until around 2008, 2009. That's all I knew in this area that I grew up in. Now I go outside, get ready to go for work. I work 6 o'clock in the morning sometimes, so 5.30 I'm at my car. I see white people walking up the street. You, I'm telling you guys right now. Where I lived growing up, there were times coming home, and I don't know if my mother ever noticed this. There were basically quiet roadblocks around my house. They called it protection. If you was from a rival gang and they didn't recognize your car, you was getting rushed. I've seen this. doesn't happen anymore in my neighborhood anymore. Gangs are not as big as it was when I was growing up. I was an unofficial member in a couple gangs in this area. It gave me street ability to not ever be touched, partially because I was a solid basketball player growing up. A lot of the gangs in the neighborhood looked at me and said, listen, because one thing I used to do, I used to be a part of hustles in the area. But the people in the area knew me, and they would hustle people that would come around 
in some basketball games, and I was a part of that. I, I can't take it back. It happened. My boy called a house phone. Yo, Irv, man, I got somebody coming through. You know what to do. What court y'all at? I'm walking up there. I'm going to ride my bike up there. What court y'all at? All right, don't start for an hour because it'll give me some time to get down there and warm up a little bit. I'll be on the other end doing some BS stuff, bricking and all that other stuff. This was this was the hustle. Y'all see it in movies. This was the hustle. The cats was playing ball. They already had day five. All of a sudden, one of the dudes be like, look, dog, I got to go to work. I'm going to holler at y'all. Yo, we need another. Hey, yo, little man, you trying to run? I roll my ball to the side where my bag is, and we run. That's what I did up until high school. Because once I got to high school and my name started getting in the newspaper, I couldn't do nothing. For one, if they found out what school I went to and they knew that I was hustling, they could run up on me at school. And it did happen. But it, but it turned out, it didn't turn out as bad as I thought it was going to be. I think we went to play Eastern. They called it the jungle. After the game was over, somebody ran up, ran up on me. He was like, yo, Slim, you remember me? Had no clue who it was. He told me where, I, where, where it was, what happened. He was just like, listen, if this was two years ago, Slim. I'd have took you out right, right now, right in the middle of this court. But you got a good, you got a good thing going. You got a future. I got you. These things happen. Another time, going to Anacostia. Anacostia High School is not in no good area. A fight almost broke out on the court because a guy recognized me from hustling. Middle school. They couldn't stop my mid-range jump shot. I had one dribble pull-up that was disgusting, mid-range. That was my move. So I got to high school and they changed me up. Literally in high school, my ninth and tenth grade year, me and my, my boy on the team would take turns. I take the first half, he take the second half. I'd get twenty-five by halftime, easy. That was just it. But I went through a time in D.C. where if you walk the streets in D.C., you better know somebody. It ain't like that no more. And I think it's making people weak, man. These cats are soft in these streets, man. Bringing a gun to school? Then not only that, there was a cat that brought a gun to school, and he was a suspect of a carjacking. That's idiot stuff. It's just stupidity. But I'm going to leave this here, man. Look, I'm praying, man. I hope things get better. Gladly, I'm at a great school where I'm coaching basketball at, out in Montgomery County, Maryland. The girls are amazing. I'll be with the boys' team every once in a while. The boys' team is amazing. I'm going to catch a few football games, football team. Um, it's cool peoples, man. I love the principal. I love the athletic director. I love everyone at the school, man. I literally have been there one year, and you'd have thought I've been there for 10. 
And if something like this happened at that school, I wouldn't believe it. It hurts, man. These kids are too sheltered. We need to do some more things in the community, man. We need to get these kids back in order. We need to have some more block parties. We need to get everybody together. We need to be one as a community in this area for sure. I know I'm talking more about D.C., but this is all through the country. There's so many things that are going on, man. These mass shootings are a trip. Everything is crazy. Let's do better. And I know I'm rambling. I know this is not really one of my, my favorite things to talk about. And I know if my boy listens to this, he's going to talk about some politics direction to what I'm talking about. This has nothing to do with politics. We just need to do better as a country. People need to be serious about their children. Stop sheltering these kids. Let them be free. Let them go to clubs. Let them go to parties. Let them have cookouts. Let them do block parties. Let them enjoy being free. And I know it's going to be hard with the monkeypox and COVID right now. But things have to happen, man. If none of these things can fix the problem, then I don't know what will. God, man, what happened to kids climbing trees, owning bikes and riding bikes? People, Kids are renting bikes. Get your own bike. Ride through the city. Get some fresh air. Read a book. Get some friends outside of school. Like, what are we doing? I do blame single-parent homes, but I don't blame the moms. I don't blame the dads. I blame both for not finding a connection to, to keep up and stay with these kids. Mom, stop saying that you're a good dad on Father's Day. You're not a good dad. You're an amazing mother. You are not both. Let some of these fathers be dads. Dad, stop going around just smashing anything and not being around in these kids' life. If you're not willing to do that, then you're not willing to, to have that enjoyment. Period. Strap up. But I'm just speaking my piece, man. Things need to happen. Let's stop blaming Biden. Let's stop blaming. Let's stay in our homes. Blame our own home. Fix what's in our homes. Stop buying your kids everything. I literally had a conversation with a young lady. First thing she said was, I can't believe I spent $200 on a pair of shoes for my son. $200? Your kid ain't even a teenager? In three weeks, his feet's going to grow. It's a bad investment. Listen, my feet ain't grow in over 20 years, and I'm afraid to pay $100 for a pair of shoes. Have I? Yes. But, dog, let's do better. <sighs> Appreciate you guys for listening. Sorry I started rambling on. Follow all my pages. I just put up the schedule for the girls' basketball season. I just got that. Fall League is coming up in a month. I'm getting ready to start working these girls out, non-basketball. Thank you, Montgomery County, for these crazy rules. And I'm going to holler at you guys next time. 
I got to do my NFL prediction, so I'm going to gather the schedule, and I'm going to do that, and that's going to be the next podcast, so look out for that. I still got the movies going on. There's a couple movies I said I was going to check out, but brother's been busy. All right? I'll probably do that when I go to North Carolina in this weekend, and I'm going to holler at you guys all. Peace out.